1: Welcome to the Fabulously Keto Podcast. This is episode 39. And today the theme is the AMA or Ask Me Anything. So the theme normally is we will be inviting listeners to have an opportunity to ask us anything. So I've decided to turn the tables and ask Jackie a few questions. <laughs> Questions.
0: Well, if you think I'm going to be the only one answering, you can answer your own questions as well.
1: Well, Jackie, this is a good introduction. Can you just remind us who you are and where in the world are you, Jackie?
0: (laughs) So I'm Jackie Fletcher, and I'm in Essex, in just outside Epping, in Essex, in the UK.
1: Louise, where are you? Well, thank you, Jackie. I'm still in hot and sweaty Bangkok. So Bangkok, Thailand, for another five hundred and ninety days. Hmm, it's gone down since I last spoke to you. I know <laughs> the little counter. <laughs> yeah, no, the little <laughs> counter is ticking away. So, um, yeah, just waiting for that opportunity to to fly back to Australia and see see family. So,
0: yeah, waiting patiently. It's not the secondment that you expected, is it? No. You were going to, you were going no, to do lots it's lots of travelling, weren't you?
1: Yes. Well, I'm looking longingly over the border to Angkor Wat and Hong Kong, the snow monkeys in Japan, cherry blossoms in Japan, the pandas in China. Anyway, but yes, as I said to said to friends and other relatives, it's just basically an opportunity to get to know more intimately Thailand, and we have we have travelled so but not quite this this time at this time we are still restricted to the city so because of the interprovincial travel bans but i'm not alone i know that other listeners will share my frustrations of a very prolonged and tr- retracted restrictions but um, yeah but we're making the best of it aren't we jackie so as we sit here in our respective um offices and we're recording and Jackie, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. So it gives the opportunity for the listeners to to get to know you better, not me. I get to ask the the hard questions. Yeah, I'm going to switch them back to you. So the first question I have, Jackie, is you know, which we do ask our our uh, our guests, you know, their their journey. And I really wanted to start with your why. You know, what was well, reflecting back what was your why and the second part to this question will be how has that changed to to today you know what is today your why
0: so i think when i first started i didn't have a why i didn't believe it was possible i didn't believe i was going to lose weight and keep it off i thought yeah i might lose some weight everybody loses weight if they try a diet I expected to stick with it for about three weeks because that's usual my usual length of time that I might stick to a diet. And then I thought I would just put it all back on and a bit more. So I didn't really start out with any huge plan or any great plan. And as you know, I didn't even look very much into it. I just cut some things out of my diet. Um, I bought a carb book and would look up carbs, but I took myself into that peas and corn were (laughs) five. So I had lots of those. So it was only once I got more into keto and the weight was continuing to come off that I started to think about why I was doing it. Because it's so easy if you don't have a why, it's so easy to just revert back to the old way of eating. So at that point, my why became, and I would say to an extent, it still is. And um, answering your second question first, I don't think it's changed very much. So my why is I'm 40 years older than my boys. Most of you know that I've got twin boys and I would like to see them grow up and I would like to see them have children of their own. So I'd like to become a grandma and I want to be able to do that um, in good health. So have good brain health and good metabolic health. I want to be able to, if they have a child, I want to be able to pick it up. I want to be able to get down on the floor and play with him or her. And I think that is still my reason. The other thing is I decided uh, more than 10 years ago that I wanted to live to 107 for that reason that I'm 40 years older than the boys and I wanted to see them grow up. But I never really gave any thought about how I would be at 107 And now I've given that more thought and I would like to be in good health. I would like to have good brain health and remember things. I don't want to be sitting in a home where they just come and see me once every few months. So I want a quality of life. So I want to, um, as Mark Sisson says, live long and drop dead. That's my plan.
1: Well, that's an admirable plan. And it sounds like you've really reflected on the key things, like you want to age well, you know, and in your ageing, your role as mother and grandmother, you want to have those functional capacities to engage in that role while, you know, ageing, as they say, disgracefully, you know, like the Ulysses (laughs) Motorcycle Club, like a funky grandma, you know, who actually remembers their grandchildren's names and, you know, can be physically capable as well, so that functional capacity sounds like it's really important and it's you've got some great clarity on those goals so that's that sounds really good yeah and part of that motorbike again oh yes that that is (laughs) um quite quite a quite a good thing but you haven't you haven't ridden a motorbike since the boys were born is that right
0: yeah when did i sell my bike i sold my bike in 1997 i think so yeah well Mm. before the boys were born so born
1: and just remind the listeners what kind of bike you had Oh, I had a Yamaha Virago five
0: hundred, the one with the with
1: the with the handlebars, with the handlebars, handlebars. yeah. I did. Zoom zoom. So that's that's really good. And part of you continuing on your journey, your your well reclaiming your health journey. You've just started a hundred day, or not just started? How many days are we into the hundred day challenge? Hold on, your boy. What was your why and how has it changed? You're not getting away with just Drats. asking me questions. I thought I was going to get away with that. So my why really gets to my motorcycle. We're talking about motorcycles. That that one day where I had a motorcycle accident. And as a result of my motorcycle accident, I sustained quite critical injuries. So that was the 12 broken ribs, the three, the three vertebrae that I burst fractured out and the subsequent five hour spine surgery, which has left me with a chronic pain, you know like a chronic pain condition. and so for me, eating low carb keto is about managing pain, inflammation pain related inflammation. So, this means that every day I, I know if I don't eat the right things, then, um, I will, you know, aggravate, aggravate, um, this chronic pain condition. That's really part one. That's the big picture. That's the everyday stuff. But the second part was obviously as a former sort of morbidly obese woman who had weight loss surgery, I, am protecting the tool the tool being the weight loss surgery by eating low-carb keto so this is obviously having lost and maintained maintained a 60 kilo weight loss now that's actually coming up to 10 years so um my 10 year anniversary is coming up this is about you know again like you that functional capacity so being able to move and move well with no pain or at least low pain. So there's, there's two two really big, big ever-present whys in my life.
0: Mm. Yeah, and they, I mean, that pain one for you is really critical, so that keeps you on the straight and narrow, doesn't it? Whereas I, I can uh, waver because mine is, is a very long-distance why. whereas you get feedback mm. immediately
1: immediately and this is the thing that i really notice obviously living here in bangkok is obviously the street food and this is the thing ever present is on the street food it's absolutely it's cheap it's delicious it's flavorful but it's cooked in these crappy seed oils so as much as i i love eating out on the street and you know it's absolutely delicious i know that the next day there will be obviously oh that doesn't feel good that doesn't feel good so yeah it comes at a a, at a cost and that's a little bit of a challenge because uh, yeah it means obviously cooking cooking obviously i'm cooking at home eating out is um certainly for street food is um yeah i get that feedback instantly Mm. okay you can ask me the next question now so part of your why, and you continue on your journey to to being a funky funky limbo grandma. Um, we well we have started on this hundred uh, day alternate day fasting. So I know that we were both inspired by the recent interview on our good friend Daisy Brackenhall's Keto Woman podcast with Karen Ogilvie, who laid out you know the the gains that she from this particular way of eating what what is it that you are hoping to get out of it
0: so before before i answer that i'm going to just explain to the listeners what we're doing so i think correct me if i'm wrong louise but i think you're actually doing alternate day fasting as in one day you eat one day you don't one day you eat one day you don't whereas i'm slightly different and i'm doing it i'm not eating 3 days a week so i have two days um and as we record this it's um this will be my second day eating and then tomorrow I'm not eating. So we go from supper on one night through miss the whole of the next day eating through to lunchtime ish on the following day. So that's forty hours of not eating.
1: Is that what you're doing? I am doing about forty hours. So yeah. So it's the supper the supper on the one night, so the completely not Eating on the the next day, and then I break my fast at about lunchtime on the day after. So it's roughly averaging out forty hours. Forty yeah. hour um, fasting. Sick so what? I... And uh, yeah, I'm going round. Yes, going, yes. going right round. alternative,
0: the week. Yeah. Whereas for me, and, and I think that the difference is that it's just you and Andrew, and you're both doing it, and you're doing it together, so it doesn't matter too much. Whereas for me. Sunday is a family day, we have lunch together, and quite often we have supper together, um, as in the boys and me, so I just wanted to eat on a Sunday, so it suits me to do three days rather than every other day. So why am I doing it? I have maintained my weight within half a stone, seven pounds, what's that? Three and a half kilos ish um for the last two years, more or less um last year, when we did some last year we and it was about this time it was about April time, we started a twice a week, not eating, do you remember, and that worked quite well for me, and my weight did go down over several months. I went down about half a stone. But of course, once I started eating again, it just went back to to where it was, to where we started. So I thought, right, I need to kickstart some of this weight loss again. So I thought we'll try this one. So part of it is weight loss and I would like to lose a little bit. It doesn't matter. I'm not that bothered about it. So for me, my key drivers are bringing down my morning blood sugar, which although is in the normal range, it's less than... It's usually less than 5.3, which is about 95 or 100 in US terms. And that's where it normally sits. And I would like it to be a bit lower. And if possible, I'd like it to be under five. So that's part of the reason. And the other part of the reason is that back in January, I had my fasting insulin taken and my HOMA IR taken. I, my results were quite good. So my insulin levels were 5.9, but I think they should be under five. I don't know if if you know those terms, Louise, does that sound right? No, you don't know. I think a good, a good score is under five. So I'm nearly there uh, with the insulin and the HOMA IR, which measure, measures your insulin sensitivity is less than one means that you're insulin sensitive which is optimal and above 1.9 indicates early insulin resistance and I was 1.4 and it came up in red like careful watch out <laughs> so I would like to get that to under one so that's, I think, they're the two things that I'm looking to achieve with this alternate day fasting. And so when we get towards the end of the alternate day fasting, I will have those tests taken again.
1: How have you gone so far with this different pattern? Because obviously last year we were having the twice-weekly um, fasting regime. How have you found the alternate day pattern? I thought I would struggle um,
0: because... Um I love eating, as I've mentioned many times before. And I thought I would really, really struggle. And I do, to some extent, go through that, oh, I want to eat. But it hasn't been as bad as I expected. Um And I seem to, you know, once I get through till dinner time, then I know I'm on the home straight and I can push through. So I think the hardest time for me is usually around lunchtime when I would normally start eating. And then I go into the kitchen and I see we have the eggs on the side in the basket and they're all piled up. Um, and I look at the eggs and I think, oh, I'd like to eat an egg. <laughs> so, how's the alternate day fasting going for you? And what did you want to achieve?
1: Well, so far it's it's really well because I actually started a week before you. I sort of dropped the gun and started mm-hmm. a week after um, we came back from our little vacation which was after Easter, after, an- no, just before Anzac Day, so 25th of April, and that was after Thai New Year, that's right. So we'd come back from a little vacation away and we jumped straight, through, straight into it. It's gone really well. It's an easy pattern. I know what I'm doing each day. I give my body a break from eating. I'm giving my digestion a break. And then I get to eat. And like so far today, uh, when we were recording, it's 21 hours, 41 minutes. And, um, but tomorrow I get to eat something yummy. So it seems to be like a really mix of obviously quite good sort of time restricted eating because tomorrow at lunchtime we will uh, have something to, you know, break our fast. Then I am going to have something absolutely protein-focused, so I'm prioritising protein. And what we're doing now is because obviously our food budget has changed a little bit, I'm going to buy a yummy, delicious, juicy steak or something, (laughs) you know, absolutely. So this has been really good because particularly as Bangkok's obviously got some sort of restrictions in our place at the moment. So, Andrew's working from home. And that means that at lunchtime, like we did yesterday, we actually made some some wings. So, some deep fried wings and a delicious piece of salmon. So, um, you know, and days like today where we're fasting, I get so much work done. And all that time saved not doing the dishes and having to cook. So, yep. there's some really good, um, there's some good time benefits. Like you, I've been on a maintenance, pretty much a maintenance sort of stall, you know, for quite some time. And obviously, with the stresses of, uh, two international moves, you know, coming back from the UK, going back to Australia, and then coming here to Bangkok, there were a few extra, you know, extra pounds that I, that I had put on. So there was a few vanity pounds that I'm trying to lose as well. Like you, I'm wanting to get that glucose control back, which I noticed had crept up incrementally from moving from Australia to the UK. It sort of had increased a little bit. And then obviously coming here, extra stresses as well. So it had crept up above my what was my normal um, when I was living living in Australia. So far, it's been really good. So the pattern's been easy. As I said, we're having this break, but my morning uh, fasted blood glucose has gone back um, to those lower levels, to, to the um, pre-UK levels, so the ones where I was having a steady state um, in Australia. So I'm really impressed with that. Mm -hmm. the listeners will know that i don't like standing on the scales i avoid it like the plague so you're probably going to say well you know how's how's that trend line going and it's like well by all accounts it's going um a seesaw down so how do i know that because um i do stand on the scales but andrew has my phone which bluetooths to the um digital scales so he gives me like a yep no worries. Yep. Good, good result. So, but I don't need to know the number. So, um,
0: Interesting. So
1: apparently, apparently it's a, a seesaw. Um, on the eating day, it, it will go up and that's to be expected. But the, the fasting days, you know, it, it, there's a trend, trend down. So I'm quite excited yeah. about that. Yeah. And I think because you said
0: you told me, um, your, the total loss, and was that on a non eating day
1: yeah, that was on when ton, you started yeah and on a, yeah, a non a eating day so yeah. yeah so with the with the seesaw down, you know the like tomorrow when i so I'm fasting today, so tomorrow when I um stay on the scale, it there will be the um be the loss, but the rolling average is is down, so so my loss over the month
0: because it's been a month for me, so it must be five weeks for you. On non-eating days is two pounds. I've lost two pounds, which is well about done. a kilo. Yeah. Um, but on eating days, it's all over the place. It can go really high. I can put on four or five pounds yes. to only put on a couple of pounds. It just depends. And the yes. other thing I was going to say is, um, my morning blood sugar has on non-eating days. So I haven't tested recently on eating days. Um, my non eating day blood sugar seems to have come down quite a lot and my ketones have gone up quite high yes so I, I... i and it was only in the last week that i've seen that shift it it wasn't happening what i wanted to happen wasn't happening after three weeks and i was thinking what's the point why am i doing this and then in that i said it to you didn't i and i said it to um someone else in our facebook group and then it just dropped the next day it just went Right down low, so much lower, so that was amazing.
1: But I think that's the difference obviously between you and me as well, because I'm definitely more insulin sensitive, you know, and maybe this is what you needed to to go into. It took you the three, three and a half weeks, you know now it's the fourth week for your body to to get to that point because of the the little insulin resistance that you have left. But it's clear, my insulin sensitivity is so I know that tomorrow, obviously coming up to the the thirty hours or thirty thirty five hours or so my my blood sugars will be at that lower end, which you know it's not unsurprising for me i'm i'm not I'm not shocked by by that. Hmm. I'm just really happy on the eating days, the the morning. or well, say so, you know, the morning after the eating day, where my blood sugars are still at that lower level, which is really what I wanted to achieve on a consistent basis. So, yeah. what would I consider a normal thing? I was just going to say, I just looked up my test results
0: for my Homa IR and my fasting insulin, and they were done in November, not um, not January, so quite a while ago now.
1: So, following on from this challenge, I know that you were obviously very frustrated when we spoke about it the other day, and you were going, "Well, what's the point? Why am I doing this? You know, this is just, I'm just going to put this weight back on." So, tell us a bit more about your concerns about well, we're going to finish this challenge after a hundred days, and about maintenance for you coming out of this challenge. Yeah, I I think. And
0: this is something I'm not going to look forward to is because I love eating and I like lots of food. I think if I want to maintain this, I'm probably have, going to have to do what I say not to do. And then that is probably track a bit my um, calorie intake and see if I'm not, make sure I'm not eating too much, which I'm not. I'm quite enjoying this way of eating because on eating days I can eat, really eat a lot because it doesn't matter if I eat more than I would normally eat because over the two days I'm still eating less than than I would eat. So mm, I think, yeah, I think for me I'm going to have to really dial down what how much I eat. I think I probably eat too much, which is going to be interesting and i've noticed i've noticed recently that i have whereas i thought i didn't eat a lot of dairy and i don't know if i'm maybe just eating more now because i'm eating in just one day but i seem i am noticed that well i think part of it is because i've cut out the chocolate so i'm No, because I would have cream on my chocolate, so that would still include cream. But I think I've been having a bit more cream because I've been having berries instead of chocolate and a bit more cheese than I perhaps otherwise would. So I think um, maybe I need to just be aware of how much dairy I'm having.
1: It's really interesting you say that because certainly on my eating days we've stuck to a, a, a quite a consistent sort of menu and what I have noticed is obviously really this formula of alternate day fasting is we get to compress or time restrict our eating. But within that that window, we are trying to obviously prioritize protein and prioritize our nutrients. So we are going to be feasting and then obviously we go into that our next fast. But certainly what we've been eating consistently is the salmon, you know, for omega-3s, our steak, and we're just obviously trying to, to get, you know, we can do that now, better better quality um, meat. We we have had some chicken, but mainly uh, I don't tend to feel satiated unless it's like obviously the wings, you know, it's, it's deep-fried and we deep-fry in lard. We do actually have other bits of dairy, so certainly in the coffees and that sort of thing um, with the cream. But I've been making that egg pudding, so that's the Maria Emmerich uh, chocolate egg pudding, and that's yeah. that little treat at the end of the day. And again, that's protein, so it's it's quite a good protein boost for when we break our fast at lunchtime. You know, it can be just bacon and eggs, that sort of thing as well. So, but I I get full really quickly, and I know that obviously I have physical capacity limitation. It just feels like I'm fuller quicker um, for whatever reason, so I don't know if my my shrunken tummy is getting sh- you know shrinking again mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah, which again makes me more concerned about obviously the protein and making sure that I prioritize protein, which is gets me to um, i shared shared a picture with Jackie that I made the um, what was it, the cloud bread you know like the all this, the sole loaf. Bread, the egg white based um, again. There's another protein, a protein bread, but just made purely out of out of the egg whites, and um, just obviously looking for this elusive low carb bread, you know, holy grail, which is not going to. It does happen, look a bit like you know. cloud, but
0: it just does not cloud look appetising at all.
1: It looks like white bread, so um, it was it was fine. I had to order, especially. The egg white protein, which gives it a firmness as well. It has, I didn't put as much sweetener in there as the recipe said because obviously, I, you know, it's, um, I didn't necessarily want to be including sweetener, but it holds together like a, a white, like slow, sliced bread. So, okay. Um, I toasted it, um, but I think it's better fresh. So, because it has a fluffy, a fluffy consistency, so um, yeah. But it, it's it's delicious. So it was it was it was delicious. But um, yeah, if you still want the other type of bread, you know, like the psylliumy flaxy sort of um, browner bread, then yeah, there's other recipes.
0: Yeah. Do you know, I haven't replaced bread at all um, on this way of eating. In fact, um, I think once I made a mug bread, and that was only recently as in the last year and i made it to go to make a burger bun and and then the other week i made some rolls and that's the first you time.
1: also made truffles because you've been having them I as burger yep
0: I, I make i make the truffles but only that's only been in what the last six or eight months that i've made those mm-hmm. but i yeah
1: Well, tell us about those bread rolls. Did you make that in your new Thermomix, your new medical device?
0: I did. I did. I made the dough in the Thermomix. um, And even yesterday, I made the boys, I made a curry, and I made the boys and Julian a naan bread. So I made the dough in my Thermomix. And all the curry was in the Thermomix as well.
1: I made yesterday uh, mayonnaise. So that's just the quickest mayonnaise in the Thermomix. So, Yeah, I think
0: actually the, making them with a stick blender, making the mayonnaise is absolutely fine and it's just as quick. But what I like is you make the mayonnaise in the Thermomix and then you throw in, take, take most of it out and just leave a bit in there and then throw in some cabbage, carrot and onions and in 30 seconds you've got a coleslaw, really yummy wow. coleslaw.
1: And that was really, really good because... Yesterday with the with the mayonnaise recipe, I used Martina's um, suggestion. She suggested when when we when coming up will be an interview with her, and to use walnut oil. So I went on this grand escapade around the city, trying to all the Western supermarkets, trying to find walnut oil here. So um, yeah, it was it was really delicious. So it was a really because it's quite mild. And it was a lot less expensive than the avocado oil so and it had a different slight you know has no taste obviously for the olive oil as well, so which I've been using because it's obviously you know in better supply mm. than avocado oil i did I did
0: get after that interview with martina Slavarova, um i I did get a walnut oil as well. But I'm not sure if it was a very good one. I just didn't like the taste of the mayonnaise. I prefer a light olive oil. Okay.
1: Well, these are the things that we, we're trying in our new medical device. So our kitchen kitchen appliances are an investment in, in obviously our health. And obviously for listeners who don't know what a Thermomix is, Jackie, can you give us a little bit of a rundown on on what What is a Thermomix for people who don't know what it is? Yeah,
0: so I'm an independent advisor for Thermomix in the UK. So if anybody wants to see it in action, we can arrange a, a demo online on Zoom. If you're not local to me, just reach out and we can do that. And um, so it's it's a mixer, blender, uh, it sous vides it sautes, it cooks at high temperature. Uh what else does it do, Louise? It makes slow yeah, so cook. you can knead dough, mm-hmm. so you can slow cook. Cook. It fast cooks as well. Thermal. Thermal cooker. Yeah. So it does it does it replaces a lot of kitchen gadgets. Now I had I don't know if you've you've have you got a ninja, um not a ninja, uh oh what are they called? InstaPot, InstaPot. You've got an InstaPot, haven't you? An authentic one. I had a, I have a, a not instant pot, InstaPot, instant pot, and everything came out tasting exactly the same. So I hardly used it. Whereas with the Thermomix, because it's all stainless steel, it comes out tasting different each time. So really good.
1: Yeah, and and both what Doki I love. Yeah, and both Jackie and I have the um, the TM6 version, which has the internet connection, so to the the catalogue of recipes. So we, you don't need to find a recipe; it's already in the catalogue. There, programmed it, in it, yeah, step that's by exactly step. What I was
0: going to say, and then it talks you through step by step. Do this, do the next bit, do that. Oh, it scales as well, so you don't you don't need to be weighing anything separately. You just weigh it in the
1: machine. So, I bought mine in Australia just before I obviously moved here so I unboxed it um unboxed it when we moved here to to Bangkok so a lot of my cooking has been quite quite interesting, so I've been able to get the e books the e recipe books as well as obviously having the online catalogue for for foods and the online catalogue also has low carb recipes, but there's so much out there and I've been wanting to meaning to get um one of a couple of Aussies on. So Aussie uh content, thermomix content developers, low carb developers on. So I'll have to send them an invite out um to, to do that. Because what this does is Cooking is so important to our our way of eating and, you know, making sure that we have those healthy options available to us. But when people say it's so not sustainable, it's so difficult, but obviously we have this great u Butte all all-in-one machine that just makes our life so easy. It's just, um, yeah, it's wonderful. Mm but i know that you don't do much of the cooking but has julian taken on the cooking with the
0: thermomixer or are you have you got no i'm control? the only one that's i'm the only one that's used it other than i can't remember what i needed to do the other week and i needed some extra dough and we were making pizzas and so i asked ben to make the pizza dough the, the second lot of pizza dough and he did it Um now julian is a technophobe despite working in um the technology side of of his company, he, he just does not get on with computers. He's got one of those old-fashioned phones where you flip it up and you press the numbers. That's it. That's his extent to using <laughs> a anything like that. But what he does like is that now once or twice a week I do the cooking, so he gets a night off. So he's pleased.
1: Well, that's that's good for you too. So yeah, back in the kitchen yeah. where you belong. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I think, you know, you've delegated for so long, so, you know, Julian's probably relieved.
0: So Yeah, he is. I'm sure he is.
1: So my last question, Jackie, is it gets back to we're almost that yin and yang, aren't we? You're the moderator and I'm the abstainer. And I know that recently you were actually – Abstaining from a few things, and you decided to actually reintroduce, um, you said about sweeteners. I think there was a little bit of chocolate that you were sort of having a break from, and also a cup of tea. How's mm. that going? Well, it's been, uh, six
0: weeks, maybe more, come seven weeks now, um, since I stopped the, I stopped tea sugar and when I say sugar that would be in chocolate because I have 85 or 90% chocolate that has some sugar in it Um, and sweeteners so nothing with sweetener Uh, so now I'm up to I'm sure it's about seven weeks that I haven't had any sweetener or any chocolate
1: Um, but I did reintroduce the tea what was that about 10 days ago something like that and I think you were going to really then you put rules about around it. Like you were gonna say, I'm only gonna have it to this day and I'm only gonna have this many and I'm gonna have the like the teaspoon or tablespoon of milk with it.
0: Yeah. So um I I'm I used to be a great tea drinker. I would drink tea all day, seven or eight months of tea. Then when I started um doing intermittent fasting and when I fast I just I got into just doing salt and water that is it so I stopped having tea so then I didn't never had tea in the mornings uh, only water and so then I would have my tea in the afternoons and I got to the point where I was only having tea at my mum's so I'd have tea with my lunch and tea one or two cups in the afternoon so usually around three cups Occasionally, we, if we were had, if my sister came around or something like that, we'd have tea in the evening. And then I found I wasn't sleeping very well at night. So then, quite a, a couple of months ago, I sort of put in a rule for myself is no tea after six o'clock in the evening. So we can say that I was having tea between, say, one o'clock and six o'clock. That was all. And that was usually around three cups. Then I stopped because I, um, for, listeners probably don't know i went on a, a a long fast a very long fast so in preparation for that i cut out the caffeine and i went through really bad withdrawal symptoms for a week um well four or five days so i think it was about 10 days ago i thought well, i'm going to have more i'm going to bring tea in but now at lunchtime i have a cup of hot water i don't have any tea and then in the afternoon I will have one cup, one mug of tea and at the weekend I will allow myself two mugs of tea in the afternoon and I was doing that only on eating days but one day this week I did have one cup of tea on a fasting day but then I haven't had one since so that was all and I've always had very strong tea so I have about three teaspoons, about a tablespoon of milk in it. That's it.
1: What is the one thing that you can't moderate? You're such a good moderator, but there, I know that there's this one thing, and I think the listeners deserve to have your full transparency of that one thing that you cannot moderate. So the one thing I cannot moderate is
0: chocolate raisins, Marks and it's Spencer's your, chocolate raisins. It's,
1: it's your kryptonite, isn't it?
0: It is.
1: And what so is it about and, it? and
0: what is it? the reason is it? the reason that Louise is bringing this up is because Sunday my family in the afternoon on Sunday afternoon we'll play a game of cards and they will have chocolate raisins and they were calling to me Jackie eat me Jackie eat me you love chocolate raisins come and eat me <laughs> So I messaged Louise and told her that they were they getting the races and they were going through the packet quite quickly and I was thinking, Oh good, they'll be gone in a minute because <laughs> it was an eating day, so I you know, technically could have eaten them. Um
1: but then they got out another packet. <laughs> is so, this your mum? This is your mum, right? This your is mom. my mum. My mum who's fairly low carb
0: and doesn't eat a lot of chocolate or anything sweet. She was sitting there eating them as well. And Yeah, and it's become a a bit of a habit with them to bring them out on a Sunday afternoon, chocolate raisins. But I was, I think the one thing that did stop me, it was, I knew it was calling to me and I knew if I would, you can't have one, they're tiny. You've got to have a few. But I also know that you can't just have a few, you need to have a few more. So the best thing for me was not to have any, but also what stopped me was the sugar. And I haven't had any sugar for... Seven weeks or six or seven weeks at that point. So I thought, great, I'm not, I'm not going to have any. It was hard. I was fighting it.
1: And I did say that you should be proud of your strength and your resolve. You know that that's that's really hard because I know that it is a, it is one of your kryptonite foods. That you know, I know that once you pop, you can't stop. It's like a, it's like a Pringle. So yeah. yeah. And I think that was. Part, you know when we did the
0: two-day fasting last year I started at that point with well because I'm fasting a day a week I could have something that's not quite keto so I, I would maybe have a few chocolate raisins or a biscuit or something and I think that was it. it gets harder and harder to not have any so I think Since I haven't had any for a few months now, I think it's easier to keep it going and not have any.
1: I think it's really interesting with this alternate day fasting, just to sort of circle back to that, is to sort of see the effects of like, you know, our eating day and then we weigh ourselves the next day, is that there's no rhyme or reason. In terms of how much we put on, you, I mean, I know obviously with, with Andrew, his highs, his eating day highs and his fasting day lows is, you know, his swings, his rolling, de- his rolling average is greater. His swings, mm-hmm. he, like you, he can go up one kilo. What, well, that's, you know, that's quite a significant amount in just the space of 24 hours. But we've been really good with our, staying low carb keto on our on our eating days except like you on Sunday which was an eating day we got invited out for dinner and we had no control over the food and um the dessert was um was a pie so it, it was only six of us because obviously we we're restricted to how many people we can we can interact with and um it was obviously not not keto so part of it was that loophole thinking, you know, Grand, you know, Gretchen Rubin sort of says about our habits, and we have these little loopholes. Because I've been fasting, I can have this, but you know, here I was in a social situation, knowing that there was a dessert, I sh- could have, should have brought some other alternate option, or gone back to there was cheese, or I don't know, but anyone. Anyway. So I had the smallest slice of this, you know pecan pie which was like so sweet it (laughs) was just like you know yeah but anyway i just put lots of cream on it and um, be done with it the next day obviously you know post eating day because it was an eating day so i know that you're normally up around about a pound and that sort of stuff and that was fine so because obviously the following day again with um with with fasting so normally i would lose typically because the the average is going down I'd lose that pound plus a little bit extra. And um but I didn't. So mm-hmm. I can imagine it was all that sugar, you know, glycogen, you know, in my in my muscles, which gets me to the point. I've been skipping. Um listeners will be excited to we will have a guest um that we have interviewed, he mentioned about this high intensity activity. So I used to love skipping. So I thought there's no better way than deplete that glycogen Louise by jumping rope. Oh my gosh, Jackie, I'm so terrible. I'm so uncoordinated. You, but I've been skipping as
0: well. So you started when did you start? Saturday or something?
1: Uh I think it was a little bit earlier. I think we went to the sports store during the week, yeah, last week. So okay, but See yeah, but I have been skipping now. So, um so obviously working from home, uh, with loads and loads that mountain of marking. So I break up the marking with getting up from my desk and trying to do at least a hundred to a hundred and fifty skips. So I'll do you know some time with the with the marking, and then uh, <laughs> Andrew comes and reminds me it's time to get up from the desk now. So I was like, okay, well, what better to do with two minutes and um, try and do, you know, up to 150 skips at a time, So, which I'll do a couple of times throughout the day, but my calves are sore. Um, Um, But it's good. It's a good pain, right? It's a good pain.
0: Yeah. So you're skipping rope. You've got one like Christine that counts, and I've got one that my counting is me. Uh, But I'm only up to about 80. That's about. All I can do in two minutes, two and a bit minutes, two and a half minutes. And I get t- tangled up in it and I just give up.
1: So I think you need to go back to YouTube. There's a couple of good videos that I was watching today, it was obviously about your technique. So the technique for skipping. Oh, and there's a technique. It, there is a technique. <laughs> who knew? So who knew apparently, you can when make you make a video
0: about skipping,
1: there's competitions, Jackie. Like, there's like full on, um, yeah, the whole sort of YouTube jump rope competitions and champions and technique. So, I was just you can watching. include the
0: link in the show notes.
1: Yeah, it was really good. Like, it was good to sort of remind myself that you know, you need the right size rope, you need to warm up, you need to do your ankles, your knees, and your hips, of course. It's about your wrists, sort of movements. Um, yeah. So it was okay. It was a good reminder.
0: You'd love to share that with me.
1: So anything else you wanted to ask me? No, I think I've channeled my best panorama-style interview um, technique, but this has been a really fun sort of Ask Jackie Anything um, <laughs> episode. But um, let's just remind the listeners, Jackie, where we can get the show notes for today's episode, which will have links to the YouTube videos on Jumping Road.
0: Yeah, and anything else we've mentioned. So the show notes will be at www.fabulouslyketo.com forward slash podcast
1: forward slash 039. Great. And we'll be back next week with our normal programming listeners. So bye for now. Great. Bye.
0: search for fabulously keto on facebook our facebook page is called fabulously keto and you can follow us there or you can follow us on twitter our handle is fabulously keto or follow us on instagram fabulously keto one did you enjoy the show let us know you listened by tagging us in your insta story or instagram post using the handle fabulously keto one and the hashtag tfkp